Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center with the man who's always looking for good guests and always seems to get him here, John Gutierrez. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Welcome, folks, again to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Senior Vice President here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Mr. John Gutierrez. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a special guest today, Santa Ana Mayor, Mr. Vince Sarmiento. Mr. Sarmiento graduated from the University of California, Berkeley, with a Bachelor's of Science, Economics, and received his Juris Doctorate from the University of California, Los Angeles School of Law, which is, of course, UCLA. More recently, he attended the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University and successfully completed a certificate program for senior executives in state and local government. Mr. Vince Sarmiento, thank you for being with us here today, sir. Hey, thank you, John. It's great to be here with you and your uh, public. And uh, look, it's a great uh, it's a great time. Thank you for uh, for the invitation. I love the space. Well, we wanted to briefly just, you know, of course, as everybody knows, uh, we appreciate having you here and all you do in our community. And our show is really about getting to know you um, and all you do in the community and all you really have done in our community. And of course, what's happening, what's going on. And so first and foremost, I know you're a Santanero, right? Um, from looking at your history, of course, you went to Mir Elementary School, right? And also Sierra. was an elementary school back then. Now it's oh, an intermediate school. Interesting. I yeah. was confused because, yeah. yes, I remember that. And Willard Intermediate School, right? So tell us a bit about you and growing up in Santa Ana um, and just your family, your hobbies, what you enjoyed growing up as a kid. So our family arrived in, in, in Santa Ana in 1965, right? And I was a year old. So for all your public they now know my official age we came to to santana and it was sort of our ellis island our port of entry and a unique fact for you and you know all your listeners i am the first bolivian american born mayor of any large city in the united states viva bolivia viva bolivia so we we came from a little bit further than most of the um, immigrants in 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 santana because 80 percent of the demographic in in santana is from mexico and another 10% from Viet, uh, Vietnam and another 10% just mixed, right? So it's got a unique demographic. But for me, as a, you know, as a Bolivian American, it's a unique history that I share with, you know, my friends from Mexico, my friends from Vietnam and everywhere else, because we come from so far, right? And it's, uh, it's right in the middle of South America. So, you know, when I got elected as mayor, Man, I got so many, you know, requests to speak and interview because it was the first time that somebody had risen, you know, to a level of, you know, political government from Bolivia. And so it was kind of a unique thing. But look, to the extent that I am comfortable eating tortillas and frijoles and <laughs> hot dogs and apple pie and pho, you know, so, uh, yes. you know, we are Santaneros because I think we have such a variety of, you know, not just food but of culture and music and, you know, and look, that's what makes us a beautiful community. A melting pot, right? Right, right. And for those people that don't know about Santana, you're going to hear a lot about everything going on in Santana today and uh, and all the topics we're going to hit today. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, where did you get this drive to be the man you are today? Tell us about your parents. Yeah, you know, so I think all of us, you know, our first 
teachers, I guess, or role models and um, and mentors are our parents, right? And so my parents were first generation, uh, recent arrival immigrants here. So they brought a lot of what they loved here, you know, as immigrants. And, you know, we became, my parents were very close to, um, you know, their Bolivian community. And I was raised in an environment where you give back, right? Public service, but it wasn't really labeled as public service. It was just more like helping people that, you know, came to the community that were immigrants and how do you help them adapt? And so that sense of, you know, of public service, I think, stayed with me as I went to, you know, college, went on to law school. Once I finished, you know, I brought, you know, my family and my family came with me back to Santana because my wife is from East Los Angeles. We met at Berkeley. It was kind of a culture shock for her. But, you know, East Los Angeles and Santa Ana, not that different, you know. So what both of us had the sense of um, wanting to give back. My wife is a, a public interest attorney. She represents families with um, uh, children who have disabilities. Okay. And, um, and, you know, myself, I became a city commissioner because I wanted to do something in addition to my law practice. Right. So I think you know, as a child, you observe certain things and you just realize, you know, we uh, we have this responsibility, right, to our neighbors. We have this responsibility to our city and our community. You know, my mom has been doing, and she started something, a tradition with my dad, that in the downtown, they provide meals and toys every Christmas Eve for about 2,000 families. That's right? great. And it's something that we, uh, you know, started doing 30 years ago. They started and we've kept the tradition going just because, again, it's a sense of giving rather than receiving. And we received so much as a family that we felt like, hey, we needed to give something back. And I think that's where my drive came in. And, you know, when there was a council, a city council uh, position available because one of the council members in 2007 went off to the assembly they left two years on that on their seat so the council at that time appointed somebody rather than having a special election so i've been serving as council member since 2007 uh my term ended in 2020 and that's when i ran for mayor and you know was uh, blessed enough to get the support of the residents uh, for me well, to serve i know you know andre really well we had him on the show last week and i know part of the show when we talked was just everything that happened in the pandemic and just, I remember being with you uh, at his giveaways of the food and all that, and you were just out there, you know, with the boxes. We're, you know, loading up the cars. Tell us a little bit about all the challenges you faced as a mayor during the pandemic, please. Yeah, you know, um, look, Andre, you know, received a key to the city in addition to many other people That's right. that did, you know, some incredible work because. I didn't sign up to be mayor during a pandemic. Nobody saw this, you know, really happening. When it did impact us, it impacted us severely. So everybody probably remembers Santana was the hardest hit community in the entire county. So we were the epicenter for the pandemic. We lost over a thousand lives. We had people at one point when there were no vaccines testing, you know, at 25%, you know, at the 25 percentile. That means one in four people were testing positive when no vaccines were available, right? And what to me, I guess, was a moment of reckoning was when I was, you know, invited to SB Global, the hospital that used to be formerly Western Med, mm -hmm. and I went to go see the trailers full of bodies. Each one of those people uh, represented a son, a brother, uh, you know, uh, a sibling, you know, a parent. Those are really chilling moments. And, you know, as mayor, you realize that, you know, you have to do something, right? You have to do whatever it is. And it really wasn't in the in the expectation or the scope of what a mayor is normally supposed to do. But I think people like Andre, other people that stepped up and said, 
look, we have to do something because we're, you know, we see people in crisis. So a lot of the food pantry efforts, a lot of the PPE distribution efforts, I mean, these were just regular people saying, how can I help? You know, they were blessed enough to be able to help others. And, you know, you saw a community coming together. And, you know, fortunately now, I can tell you, John, Santana now has some of the lowest rates of positivity and some of the highest vaccination rates, which is, which means we, you know, the pendulum completely swung to us being the hardest hit to now being one of the safer communities and one of the communities lesser impacted by the pandemic right now because as we see we're seeing spikes but we're not seeing the hospitals the hospitalization rates as high we're not seeing you know the death rates as high and we see that the pandemic at least in the county is going back to where it started which was in the coastal communities because if you'll remember back in early 2020 that's where a lot of the infections were occurring. And then you had domestic workers from Santana who were bringing it back to, um, to their cities and their homes. And you remember, you know, our families in Santana live in densely populated apartments. You know, a lot of them had, you know, underlying health conditions and they had no choice to virtually work, right? They had to go physically to work, whether it was, you know, as a, you know, a domestic worker or as a, you know, as a restaurant worker or a grocery worker. So that's how it really devastated our community. But I'm really, really proud to say that, look, under my time, we've completely swung the pendulum back to where uh, it was almost. It's almost like the pandemic put you in a situation that you never expected, but it was like, roll up your sleeves and let's go, right? Yeah, man. And it was, you know, it wasn't me. It was an army of people that said, how can I help? We saw you out there. We saw Andre. We saw so many others that are just regular people that just weren't going to sit by, right? And so I think, you know, years later, when, you know, you and I are, you know, I'm already old, when I'm older. I'm 46. Oh, I'm, old, man, I'm no, up no, there. I'm almost 50. You're a young buck compared <laughs> to me. So look, to the extent that later on, we'll reflect back and say, what did we do? Yes. You know, what happened? What was really, you know, what was our response to this? Yes. I think a lot of us will sit back and say, you know what? I did whatever I could. And that's where I think all of us, you know, you know, had this sort of moment of reckoning and saying, you know, let's do something because I don't want to look back on this moment and say I didn't help. And so I realized the spirit, the resilience, the fortitude and strength of Santana was so you know, evident. It was on display. And, you know, we moved. And I remember when the vaccines weren't coming to the, you know, to the city, uh, when they were sending the pods out to different areas, I called the governor and I told him, look. I am going to go public with what is happening if you don't do something about making sure that the county sends the city the testing and the vaccine that it needs. This is the hardest hit you know, uh, city. You have to do something. And so fortunately, what he did is he told uh, the county, look, we are no longer going to send you vaccine unless you start sending those vaccines to the, you know, to the city that's most impacted. And at that time, it was Santana a little bit of Anaheim and Garden Grove. And so, you know, that was a moment when I realized, all right, you know, the power of the pulpit, right? The power of my voice to represent hundreds of thousands of people who are being, you know, impacted and hurt. This is why I felt it was very important for you to be here today because as senior vice president of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and you being on our show, I think it's important to share these stories of how you were impacting the Hispanic community. And I just want to say thank you because for me, when we were doing those those food pantries with Andre and other organizations, just seeing the kids sitting in the back seats of these cars, smiling happy as we were loading the food, 
I mean, it was just priceless. Yeah. I mean, and let me give you an example of something that wasn't pantry related, but none, nonetheless was relief. Remember when we were all required to shelter in place and kids couldn't go to school and they were trying to study virtually, right? So we have we had over 10,000 households that weren't even connected to the internet. And that's a true. struggle that we're Very still true. trying to you know yes. overcome. What this one company did, and they're called JFK Transportation. I'm not sure if you if you heard of them, but they yes. do the bus. You know, yes. the, they 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 do the busing of you know kids back and back and forth from school. They put up some vans with mobile Wi-Fi units, and in those neighborhoods where they where they weren't connected to how the cool is that? Right, and a guy named Kevin Watson. Shout out to him. Went to high school with me. Uh, played football know, with me, by the way, at Century High School. He's a Santanero, yes, you know, and he's Santanero. still there, and he has his headquarters right in the city. And so he said. You know, Vince, what can I do? You know, look, I've got these, you know, vans. And he goes, I've got some wife, mobile Wi-Fi. He goes, I'm just going to go park them in these neighborhoods. And kids were connecting and connected as a result of that. Well, to me, those are the stories that maybe you and I and others will go back and say, you know what? He stood up. You know, he's somebody who grew up in the city and realized there is, you know, this is a crisis. I need to do something. And he did what he could. And so that got us through these moments. Well, thank you for that. I think it's important. The old saying says, you know, when I do something good, nobody remembers. When I do something bad, nobody forgets. And it's so true. You know, all this good stuff that happened in the community during the pandemic, it was just amazing. All these heroes. Let's talk about the state of the city. What's going on? What can you share with us in Santana? What's new? What's happening? Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of good things. I mean, in addition to just recovery, Covering, you know, from you know the pandemic and just you know a lot of the closures and the impact. I mean, it was a severe economic impact that the city received. So, you know, when I found, when I came into office, there was obviously a recessionary period that the entire country and the state was experiencing. Um, fortunately, I think we came out of it well. We now have a $40 million surplus in the city of Santana. So wow. for me, I'm extremely proud of that because I know that uh, I, you know, I make no, uh, you know, uh, I'm not shy about saying I am a very progressive mayor, right? Mm -hmm. And my, uh, my reason for that is that as somebody who grew up in the city, I saw that there was a disparity in resources that people were receiving. And so I saw a lot of people living in multifamily homes in overcrowded conditions that didn't have open space or parks in their area. They didn't have the resources that, you know, many people that are blessed like I am and, you know, uh, we're, we're having. So I wanted to make sure that we leveled the playing field, that we brought resources, you know, as many as we could to those neighborhoods. So that's the way I've tried to govern. That's been my paradigm. And, you know, you can still govern with compassion. You can still govern progressively and still be responsible fis fiscally because, you know, look, I'm an economics major from Berkeley and I realize that we have to make smart decisions to make sure that resources and people have jobs, you know, they receive support and that we're still able to we're still able to provide that core municipal service that people need, which is public safety, infrastructure, you know, parks and recreation, everything that makes a city function. And to be able to say at this point, after two years, that the city is fiscally very healthy, as well as physically very healthy because of, you know, us coming out of the pandemic. It's something that, you know, as I leave, because I'll be turn, you know, I'm going to be vacating my seat. I feel very proud, right? Because even though I'm the shortest serving mayor in the city's history, I'm actually following the longest serving mayor who was there for 26 years. That's right. In my two years, I think that we were able to compress a lot of good public policy. And my successor will be um, will be receiving a city that's, you know, 
physically strong, fiscally, and you know, in good health, and uh, and hopefully, you know, the city will continue to thrive because we've got a gr- we've got great momentum right now. That's great. How do we? overcome these challenges of the homelessness going on in the community i mean can you share with us maybe some ideas of how we're facing these challenges and overcoming them yeah 100 percent. so i mean you know homelessness has impacted you know santana again a, more disproportionately than other communities because we are the county seat so government services are in you know in the city so we um you know we have the men's central county jail we have the homeless shelter for the county on Yale Street in, in you know in the city, okay. and we have a lot of the service providers and nonprofits that are headquartered in the city. So it's been sort of a magnet for the for the problem. Even though it's a regional problem, we tend to shoulder more of the um, burden, right? One of the things, unfortunately, we had to do was we had to litigate this issue with the county because we felt that the county is the agency that's vested with the responsibility to address social services homelessness being one of them, right? We weren't receiving and we haven't received the resources. So just to give you an example, Santana pays about $25 million a year to address this crisis, right, of people not having homes. Those are things that take away from parks and recreation. They take away from, you know, improving our streets and roads, all these things that we should be using those monies towards. We've had to direct them towards addressing this problem. So we now are in the process of opening up, fully opening up what we call the um, our navigation center, and that is in on Carnegie Street, right on the on the east side of the 55 freeway. That's going to um, house about 300 folks who are experiencing, you know, homelessness, and um, and hopefully provide them with a safe place to transition into permanent supportive housing, which we've also provided. Where you know I've been advocating really aggressively with the state to receive funding because Santana is one of the 13th largest cities in the state. We get direct funding from the state on issues like this, mm-hmm. and so we've received monies for permanent supportive housing that we can use towards seeing. You know, you've probably seen some of these underperforming hotels and motels yes. that are yeah. really blighted. Yes. First or, Street, I think, right? On First Street, yes. we're trying to acquire. We've already done a few. We're trying to acquire some more and convert those into per- permanent supportive housing. So as people transition out of the navigation center they can go ahead and you know transition into a more stable environment and hopefully transition back into you know into their own apartments right yes yes us being part of the orange county hispanic chamber of commerce our focus and our goal is to help our our businesses in the community how we provide them resources and support what is the city doing to help uh you know businesses survive during these hard economic times yeah so you know look my hat's off to you all because you know we work closely with the santa Ana chamber but we work closely with your chamber and you the hispanic chamber uplifts a lot of the new businesses that are here and some of the ones that are just starting right and so many of them don't know how to navigate the banking process, financing, different things, you know, that the city has to offer and the county has to offer. So what we tried to do, and this is one thing that I know uh, during the pandemic we learned, you know, as people couldn't be inside, we opened up, you know, patios for them and we funded those. So it was basically increasing a person's footprint by twice what they had. Sometimes their patios were bigger than the actual indoor area that they had. That's true. We were about to discontinue those and people realized, and I objected to it because I said, you know, if you look at Europe, you look at Latin America, everybody has outdoor space. It's just something that's a given. And for us, we have such beautiful weather and climate. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we enjoy being outside? It's healthier. It's nicer. We're able to interact with one another. So that is going to be a permanent mainstay now. So we see all these outdoor patios that were supposed to go away and many other cities did away with that. 
we've decided to leave those in place, leave those there, make those part of our community. So that's one way we're trying to be supportive of businesses. We also have business grants that we're going to be that we issued, and we're going to continue to issue through what we call Revive Santana, and that is monies that we received for COVID recovery from the federal government through their rescue plan. Mm-hmm. That, in addition to doing what's called something, there's a program called Emprendedoras, which is trying to again, you know, uh, inform provide um, education to new businesses that are going to be emerging and they you know go through a 10-week course get a you know i think it's a thousand dollar grant so they can go forward and open up their business yeah we should do something like that with the mexican console with our chamber we used to like a partnership with them you know interesting you know if you mentioned the the patios our friends uh, i go often go eat at cafe cultura in downtown santa ana our friends there and i know that's one of the things they talked to me about recently was having the patio made the world of a difference yeah. Right. And so that's something they're excited about keeping that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're, you know, our, and, and I should say, you know, our downtown is going through a, a difficult moment right now because we're building and introducing a streetcar that was, you know, that's been, you know, a, a, over a decade in, in the making. Right now, unfortunately, the construction has interrupted a lot of businesses there. And that is something that's difficult. It's going to be a great system. It's going to provide a lot of um, support. It'll bring people into the downtown from outside the city and outside the county. But during this construction period, there is a lot of pain that um, our merchants are are receiving. Fortunately, the city stepped up and has allocated $3 million in business interruption grants. Uh, Supervisor Foley at the county level and with their approval dedicated another $1.2 million towards this business interruption. So these small businesses can apply for these grants? Exactly. And they come in increments of five, ten, and $20,000 depending on the size. So we know that, you know, during this time, during the construction, there is complete interruption on, you know, the, the patrons accessing the downtown. So we felt that relief, you know, was needed. There is more needed. So I am, you know, working and scrambling again working with um, you know our state legislators and our federal you know delegation to see how we can help how they can help us right but it's it's funny because I know that I moved from crisis to crisis so I had to do that during the during the pandemic now this is you know these are businesses that survived the pandemic now we're having to deal with construction that's interrupting their business so we feel you know really strongly about not losing any of those businesses to this you know to this um, you know, this construction, and we're hoping that, you know, this relief that we're looking at is going to help uh, them survive. Well, I really want to appreciate all this you're sharing with us. I think it's important information. I know our producer over there is giving me the five-minute mark. It's gone by so fast. But I wanted to make sure we also touch touch bases on, on your family. Share with us a little bit about your kids, right? Um, because I think that's important that the audience knows not just what you're doing in the community from a perspective as a mayor, but also as a family man, as a husband. Share with us a little bit about your kids and your family, if you don't mind, before we head on out. Well, that's a whole nother show, man. So, you know, we can, we can go on and on about that. But I'll give you the nutshell version. So okay. I talked to you a little bit about my wife. Yes. You know, she she's an attorney and works for a nonprofit, Disability Rights California, and represents families with children who have, um, you know, both cognitive and intellectual disabilities and developmental disabilities. Uh, But my three kids that I have, you know, look, uh, I'm so proud of them because my oldest just graduated from Northeastern University uh, with a degree in biology. Good for him. He's getting ready to, um, you know, study for his uh, MCAT and hopefully get into med school. That's his his dream. He doesn't want to go have anything to do with law, so he's a smart one, uh, or (laughs) politics. Uh, My second son just finished his first year at UCLA, and he, um, and, you know, unfortunately, he loves government, he loves politics, and uh, I don't know, I'm going to have to have a sit down with him and tell him, you know what, brighten up. (laughs) 
go go use the other side your the other side of your brain. Like, go do you something sure you artistic. Do this, yeah, right? go do something fun. Uh, and my daughter is um, is you know she's 16 years old. She's spending the summer in Manhattan. She's doing a call a pre college program in NYU. So nice. um, they got all the brains from their mom, man. So you know they didn't get anything from me. So, yeah, I'm just admiring them. But I I, I you know I I miss two of them because I you know I have two of them on the East Coast and one of them is spending the summer with me. But um, uh, with us, but uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I feel blessed because, you know, what I do is difficult, right? Yes. What we all do is difficult, yes. but knowing that, you know, family is with you, it makes things a lot more, you know, uh, manageable. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, again, folks, we're here today with uh, San Ana Mayor, Mr. Vince Sarmiento. Please leave any comments if you wish on social media, then we can always relay the questions to the mayor because the whole goal of this is to continue the uh, open lines of communication, uh, share the video, um, and make sure you visit us at ochcc.com. We do have a really cool golf charity event coming up for the chamber August 30th here in Irvine at Strawberry Farm. So definitely look into that on our website. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor and uh, continue all success and wish you all the best. Thank you, John. Listen, those 30 minutes went by fast. Hopefully we'll do this again. Sounds good. Take it away, Pa. Well, there you have it. Another reason you got to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, octradio.net. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied. 